in Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 4 through 7. I'll give you a moment to get there. Man, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. If you have the Holy Ghost, when the trumpet sounds, we get to make it. We are so blessed, people. So blessed. The word of God says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that all carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Build ye houses and dwell in them, and plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives and beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and daughters, that ye may be increased there and not diminished. And seek the peace of that city, whether I have caused you to be carried away captives, and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace, therefore, shall ye have peace. A few years ago, we, Brother Pat and myself went to men's conference at uh, Parkersburg. And when I woke up that morning, I done my daily reading. And I read, I read these portions of, of, of scriptures. And I felt a word that God gave me then. That at one point, I would be preaching here at Glen Ferris. For, and for the next few moments, I'd like to preach to you this concept. Living in a Babylonian world. Living in a Babylonian world. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I ask you, Lord, to anoint your servant one more time, Father. God, anoint the meshes, Lord. Anoint our ears and our hearts to receive your word. God, I pray that it be a spirit of revelation that falls upon us today. God, we love and we appreciate all that you do in our life and the things that you're doing behind doors that we don't even see, God. But we praise you in advance nonetheless, God. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Israel at this time was um, no longer in the um, in their country land. God used this man named Jeremiah, a prophet that was called from childbirth. Uh, this man is also known as the weeping prophet uh, because he's seen the backsliding state of his brothers and his sisters. And it had such an impact in his life. Many of times throughout the life of Jeremiah, God spoke through him and preached to this people the warning of future punishments if they continue in the false worship and the social injustice. That if they would not repent and turn back towards God, there will be a punishment that's coming. And unfortunately, Israel did never really hearken to the man of God. And ultimately, God had enough. He spoke to Jeremiah to tell them that the Babylonians will come their way and they will be carried away captive for 70 years. 70 years they had to live in a foreign land. And you may ask yourself, what does that have to do with us this evening or this morning? How many here partake of the tree of knowledge, good and evil, by lifting your hand? Good. Because <laughs> if someone raised their hand, I wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> point is, in those 70 years that Israel was in Babylon, there was children 
that never had the opportunity to turn their backs from God. But because of the father's sins, they had to live in the same punishment, in the same land for 70 years. And how we can connect to that story or that uh, event in, in the time of the Bible is Adam and Eve. What did they do? They sinned. And because of the sin, they was banished from the Garden of Eden where they can no longer see uh, the visible God that uh, we will be able to do one day in heaven. And so, because of their mistakes, they were kicked out of the uh, Garden of Eden. And because of their mistakes, we are experiencing the same punishment. Make no mistake about it. We are living on foreign lands. This is not our home. God is coming back one day. And if we are going to make it, we need to follow the same instructions that he gave Israel. The first, he tells them to build houses and dwell in them and eat the plant gardens and eat. In other words, you are to work. We ourselves, while living in this foreign land or living in a Babylonian world, God expects us to work. We got to put our hands to the plow and be kingdom minded. If we have everybody in here, I refuse to believe that one person here today does not have a purpose. If that's the case, why did God make you? Why did God form you? Now, I remember, Caden, this great man of God. I came to church, a prophet. He walked around this parking lot. He was picking up trash. I said, ah, if this person picks up trash, this great man of God is doing this then I'm going to take that same responsibility. That gives me something I can do for the kingdom of God. And by the way, if you haven't um, guessed who I'm talking about, I'm talking about the great Brother Pat Byrne. (laughs) I said, man, if Brother Pat is picking up trash... I'm going to pick up trash because it gave me something to do. It doesn't matter what you do in this kingdom or in this sanctuary. You have a purpose and you have a calling. If it's an usher... Be the best usher on this side of heaven. If you are a worshiper, be the one that starts a chain reaction to the local assembly when everybody is praising and lifting up the name of God. Ecclesiastes says, whatever your hands find to do, do it with all your might. Second thing that Israel was required, even though they live in a Babylonian land, they still needed to be circumcised because it was through their circumcision that they entered into the covenant with God. And while we live in a Babylonian world, God still expects us to be circumcised by the heart. In the land of living in a Babylonian world, God still expects his people to be holy. For without it, no man can see him. In living in a Babylonian land, God still expects us to be born again of the water and of the spirit. And living in the Babylonian world, God still expects us to pray and to seek his face. We are still a light that shines, a city on a hill that head not. Think about it. You go back and read in the story of Babylon. There was four individuals who refused to give up on God, who committed themselves to prayer, who committed themselves to fasting and sacrificing. And they had no idea what God was going to do through them by influencing a king named Nebuchadnezzar. 
and threw their life and commitment to him or to God, Nebuchadnezzar's life was changed. Church, I want to say this. While we're living in the Babylonian world, God still expects us to be holy. God still expects us to come out among them and be separate and touch the not unclean thing. And the reason is, is because you got people who watch you. You got people who has their eyes on you and watching every decision that you make. And those same people, you have no idea how you're influencing their life. The same way as Daniel and those three Hebrew boys influenced Nebuchadnezzar's life and he was converted in the end. It's going to be the same way how God uses us in this Babylonian world to influence other souls to help bring them in. All this making sense, church? Awesome. The last part... I would like to focus on, he tells us to live a peaceful life. Be a loving, be kind to people. How, the Bible says, how are we known to be the disciples? By love, by loving each other. And I had one more point, just give me one, a few more moments. The last thing I want to point out, when Israel was living in Babylon, God told them 70 years 70 years, and I'm going to come back and deliver you. And Brother Josh, I could imagine, year 69 comes along. The excitement, the joy, getting close. God's coming back. He's going to deliver us from, this, uh, from, the, from the land of Babylon, and we can go back to the land that he promised us. Church, we are not privileged to know when God comes back. Only thing we do know is he is coming. And we got to make sure we are prepared. We got to make sure we are ready. I'm not going to hell for nobody. I am going to make it. We need to talk about the walls of Jasper. We need to talk about the streets of gold. We need to talk about a place where our tears dry up. We must talk about a place where there's no more pain. We need to talk about a place where we can come and take our crown and throw it at the feet of Jesus and say, worthy is our king. 1 Corinthians 15, 15 52 says, In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump is just sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when the, this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Yes, we are living in a Babylonian world. But just like Israel, God said, I'm coming back and I'm going to deliver you. God's coming back, church. We got to make sure we are prepared and ready. Why don't we clap our hands and thank God for his word. <laughs>